Fontanato. Bobby Orr behind the net to Sanderson. To Orr! Bobby Orr! Scores in the Boston Bruins! And Orr with Stanley Cup! And Bork with it now. Fires! Scores! Ray Bork off the faceoff! Drill it by Bratheon to make it 3-2. Quig Lucic, top of the circle, Horton, the drive, scores! The Bruins knock out the three What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of Dump and Change Podcast. I'm your host, Mac Alveo, as always. And uh, Bruins, despite uh, losing two out of three, um, you know, they, they do pick up uh, four points, um, four out of six um, in their last three uh, to remain in first place in the Atlantic Division. Um and that's where we currently stand today, 43 points, 19-5-5, five and five, um, as it stands here on Monday night. Uh, making my way uh, home from work here, so we're doing a little uh, a car recording. Um, again, I kind of don't mind these, you know, just kill some time. It's uh, got a little bit of a commute home, so not too bad to, you know, just bang out a, an episode here. Um and uh, enjoy my commute. So, um, 19, five and five, um, after the first 29 games, they play their 30th game of the season tomorrow, uh, against the Minnesota wild at home. But I guess we'll, uh, we'll start back on when last Wednesday, uh, they had a big game against, um, you know, a conference opponent in the New Jersey devils, a team that, um, you know, a lot of people had coming into the season had, um, you know, as a, uh, you know, potential, uh, team to come out of the Eastern conference to go to the Stanley cup final. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people, including, including myself, um, you know, really thought highly of this team going in. Um, you know, they've had their struggles this year. Um, you know, they've had some injuries with Jack Hughes, uh, you know, good to see him back though again. And, you know, they have some goaltending issues for sure. Um, you know, with Vanacek and Akira Schmid and, you know, they just, feels like they haven't really figured that goaltending situation out, but uh, nonetheless, they're a good team. Um, you know, so it was a big game against them, um, you know, in New Jersey, the only time they're going to be in New Jersey uh, this season. Um, so it was a big game Wednesday night, TNT game, primetime game. Um, and this one was a little, it was like a, add up a, a bit of a, it was not the most entertaining game of the season but um it was for sure a, a playoff type atmosphere um you know uh, a one goal game going all the way into overtime um you know uh, against a very good team you know the bruins were down um this was their first game without mcavoy and zaka um the first of three without mcavoy and zaka but um you know they they, they held their own against uh you know like i said against a good team um, you know, I know they haven't played their best this year, but, uh, you know, they still got some, some solid players. You know, they got Jack Hughes in the lineup. They got Timo Meyer, who hasn't played his best hockey, um, this season, um, you know, coming on that, uh, 
contract extension that he signed with the Devils. Um, you know, they have Luke Hughes, who's played really well for them. Um, you know, Nico Heischer, uh, Jesper Bratt. You know, they got some dogs on that team for sure. Um, and so this was one where you were, uh, you know, you were definitely looking at it and uh, saying, all right, you know, when are we going to, you know, what, what this is, you know, not a measuring stick game, but a, a good test for the Bruins, especially, you know, without, uh, without guys like, uh, you know, Zaka and McAvoy, um, you know, uh, the Bruins held their own. Um, they absolutely did. Morgan Geeky. Um, I think he's probably the one you want to highlight the most, him and Swayman in, in this one. But uh, credit to Morgan Geeky. He comes out of the gate, uh, puts the Bruins up one nothing. Um, you know, in the second period. And, um, you know, give, gives the Bruins the, uh, the lead. Um, the Devils then go on to tie it, um, you know, late in the third period. But uh, before we get into, uh, you know, the end of this game, I do want to give credit to Morgan Geeky. Um he was unbelievable in this one. Uh, you know, he here's a guy that, you know, got signed uh, in the offseason to mostly help with the bottom six. Um, but he's a guy that can play up and down the lineup. Um, you know, when he did sign, you know, he expected that he would be, um, you know, put into to larger roles. Um, you know, he he's a guy that's made majority of his career. He's played on the bottom six. Uh, you know, as a fourth line is, is played on the third line as well, but he can bounce, you know, into your top six if need be. Um, so the Bruins needed him in this, uh, in this position that they were in with Nozaka. Um, you know, Geek is a guy that's played center in his career. Um, I think he fits naturally as a center. Um, he hasn't played a ton of center this because of how well John Beecher has played uh, to start this year and, you know, how well he's been on the dot uh, with faceoffs. He's been probably one of the Bruins better uh, you know, centers, um, you know, specifically, uh, at, you know, for faceoffs, um, you know, Beecher's been unbelievable this year. So Geeky hasn't had, um, a lot of time at center, but this is an opportunity for him, you know, to really come in, step up, um, and, 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 and show that he can play, um, you know, that top, you know, he, he can play in the top six. Um, and he certainly did. He, I thought he, he, he played really well, um, he, he fit in. You really didn't see, he didn't seem out of place at all. Um, you know, he seemed like he stepped in and, and, and played a solid game. Um, you know, he was physical. He's a guy that I almost feel is somewhat like a Charlie McAvoy, you know, uh, Charlie Coyle rather. Um, I, I feel like he's that type of player where he can step in and really, um, you know, impose the opposition physically He's good with puck battles, um, you know, along the wall, down low. Um, you know, he, he's good in front of the net. He uses his size uh, to his advantage. So um, he almost plays a, a lot like a Charlie Coyle in, in a way. And, you know, you got to love that for, for Morgan Geeky. And if you're a Bruins fan, if, if he could provide that, especially playing that, you know, that bottom six uh, role that he's going to play the, the majority of the year, um, you know, it was good to see that it was good to see that play from him, um, you know, and the fact that he can step up and play uh, in that top six, especially playing a big role uh, as the, as the one center, um, you know, uh, for the Bruins, that was, that was huge. So you really love, I love to see that the play out of him. He, he looked really good. He, he, he never looked like he was out of place. So, um, you know, credit to him for stepping up. You know, he, he's a guy that really bet on himself and he wants to, 
you know, be able to be in bigger roles and bigger positions. And, you know, he certainly, um, you know, did that on Wednesday and, and showed that he can play um, and he can have that responsibility. So uh, credit to Morgan Geeky. Um, he had a hell of a game and, um, you know, he had a hell of a, th uh, of a three games really, um, you know, with Zaka out, but we'll get to those a little later. So um, shout out to Morgan Geeky, heck of a, heck of a play in, in game one, uh, you know, without Zaka. So um, yeah, he was really good uh, as well as Jeremy Swayman, I believe made 30 plus saves in this one, 32 um, if we're being exact. Um and he was outstanding in this one. I mean, the saves that he made to keep this Bruins game, uh, you know, the, the Devils had a lot of a lot of chances early, and, you know, uh, Swayman shut the door. Um, you know, he was really good for this Bruins team, um, you know, early on and, and throughout the game, um, you know, even in overtime, make, making a couple of big saves. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he was he was outstanding in this one, as he, as he has been every game. Um, you know, it, it seemed like the Bruins were really leaning on him. A lot, you know, the offensive, the offense wasn't really there for the Bruins in this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things where the offense really wasn't there. Swayman stepped up, kept uh, the Bruins in this uh, as much as he could. And, um, you know, he, he did his job and, and he made the saves he had to make and, um, you know, kept the Bruins in it for as long as they did. But, uh, you know, eventually he, uh, you know, the, it, it went the other way. And, uh, you know, the Devils were able to uh, tie it up. Dawson Mercer um, late, uh, early in the third period, two and a half in, he ties it up. And then in overtime, none other than Jack Hughes uh, gets on the board and um, gets the big goal, um, you know, for, for the Devils and, and, and puts them up 2-1. I mean, anytime Jack Hughes, you know, he, he comes into the offensive zone, it felt like he was out there the entire overtime, though, for sure. I mean, watching that game, I mean, I think there was Bruins, there was also a lot of Bruins fans on Twitter saying the same thing, but it it seemed like he was out there. I felt like every other shift in overtime, not even every other, he felt like he was out there every shift. Um, and I, I felt like he played the entire overtime period because I feel like he did. Um, but I mean, that's what happens when you're Jack Hughes, you're going to get out there um, constantly, especially in a three on three situation where there's a lot of open ice and a lot of offensive opportunity, especially on the counterattack. Um, and he took advantage of that. He, he takes the puck up the wing, squeezes it by uh, Swayman and uh, gives the Devils a two one win. Obviously, if you're the Bruins, you would have liked to uh, to take the extra point out of this one, especially against the team in your conference. But. Um, you know, when you look at it, it was a, um, you know, a very tight game, not a lot of offense, not a lot of, um, you know, uh, it, it was a goal, a, a, a goaltending battle, um, with Vanacek and Swayman. But, um, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, you'd like to take the extra point. Obviously the Bruins couldn't do that. Um, you know, so you'll take the point at least. And, um, but I mean, I think if you're a Bruins fan and, you would have liked the Bruins to, to see them be able to close it out. I know it's hard when you don't have, you know, your top defenseman in Charlie McAvoy who eats up so much, uh, so much time. And, you know, he plays against all the team's top line uh, players. And um, it, it's, it's, it's really tough when you're in that position and you don't have uh, your, your dog and, and Charlie McAvoy and um, you know, the way he's able to play defensively and shut guys down. It, it's hard, but, you know, you would have liked to see the Bruins really come together and, and, and close that game out. I think that would have been something that would have been nice to see. 
Um, obviously, we didn't get that, so uh, the Bruins take the 2-1 loss, um, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's it's a good experience. It's good experience for the Bruins, especially for the younger guys like, you know, Matt Patra and, um, you know, Mason Lowry and, 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 and all those guys. So it's, uh, you know, it's definitely something that, uh, you know, it's good for them to get that experience in a tight game. Obviously, you didn't come out on top, but. Good experience, nonetheless. It was a playoff uh, vibe to it, a playoff feel to this one. So, um, unfortunately, we weren't able to get the two-one win, but you were able to get the point. Um, but it was frustrating for sure. Um, I think there was a lot to uh, to be desired in this one. You know, I, I, you know, watching it, I was frustrated at the end. Um, you know, when they weren't able to close things out. You know, it's just feels like that's how it's been a lot of the times when you're you're up you know, in the third period and you'd like to see them close out games and, you know, they, they have, you know, they let teams tie it and, and then in overtime it's, you know, anyone's game, you know, and uh, unfortunately they weren't able to, uh, to come away with it and they leave with the, uh, the two, one loss and, and the devils um, come into this one with a, uh, with a big win. So uh, they get the loss on Wednesday. They move on to the Islanders on Friday night, which was the complete opposite of the game against the Devils. Um, in this one, they um, it's a 5-4 shootout victory for the Bruins. Um, just in a completely bizarre game uh, at times, really. Um, you know, the Islanders go up 2-0 in this one, um, and the Bruins come back with, um, you know, a couple of goals, um, you know, to tie the game at 2 um, and then the Islanders come back and then they, tr you know, they, they trade chances the entire game. And, um, so yeah, the, the Islanders come in, no, no score after one, the Islanders get, uh, Alexander Romano and Simo, uh, Simone Holstrom. Uh, they get the, uh, they get the Islanders up two nothing, uh, early. And then none other than Morgan Heakey gets the Bruins, um, within one, uh, making it two one Morgan Heakey again, his second goal. Um, in as many games without Zaka. So again, you really love to see Morgan Geeky take control um, on the power play rips one right past Sorokin. One of the best goal, one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. Uh, he's, he's able to rip, um, you know, a power play goal right from the top of the slot uh, past Sorokin to put the Bruins, uh, to put the Bruins within one, two, one, and then pasta with another power play goal. The Bruins power play in this one was on fire. Um, they get a uh, they get a power play goal from Pasta, um, from uh, Shattenkirk and Geeky. Geeky gets his second point of the game, three uh, points in two games, two goals, one assist for Geeky right out of the gate um, as the one center. So big big game, uh, you know, big couple of games here for them, uh, for him rather, and um, and the Bruins obviously on the power play. So before this, Shattenkirk and Grizzly had a little bit of a blunder. Um, on that Islanders second goal, um, Shattenkirk, um, kind of lost control of the puck, um, puck got past him, uh, Holmstrom takes it in, rips one, um, and, and buries that goal to put the Islanders up to nothing. Then Shattenkirk comes in on that pasta goal. It's a great feed to pasta, um, for him to, to bang one in, to tie the game to two. You love the response from Kevin Shattenkirk in this one. And he ended up having a hell of a, uh, hell of a game. He had a two-point night in this one uh, with two assists. So you love to see the bounce back from Shattenkirk um, after, um, you know, a blunder on that Islanders' second goal. You like to see him come back and uh, and, and bury that, um, 
and bury that um, and bury that goal uh, and and make a play on the possible rather um, excuse me and uh, and and put the Bruins up uh, you know tie the game up two two. Um, so you love that response from the Bruins um, tying that up late in this second period going into the third. 2-2. Then in the third period, it was back and forth. Bo Horvat on the power play puts the Bruins, uh, puts the Islanders up 2-1. Um, Morgan Riley, uh, Mike Riley rather, gets the assists on that on that Bo Horvat goal because of course he does. The uh, the former Bruin um, helps get the Islanders uh, helps get the Islanders uh, up 3-2. Then JVR on the power play. Bruins power play, 3-for-3 three three in this one. Unbelievable play from them. Um, gets the uh, JVR gets the tip in front uh, to put the Bruins up three to put the tie the game three three. Shattenkirk and Pasta on the assists um, on that one. Shattenkirk adding um, to his two point night. Uh, Pasta as well. Um, Pasta as well with his uh, second point of the game. Um, one goal, one assist for Pasta. Then um, midway through the third period, Brock Nelson. Puts the uh, the Islanders up three. Uh, puts the Islanders up four three, and then late in the game, um, the Bruins get a callback from Brad Marchand, who they set. Who the puck goes off his glove. He's falling to the ice. Puck goes off his glove and in. They reviewed it and said that it was a no goal, um, which unfortunately for the Bruins, unfortunately for the Bruins, could have tied the game. Didn't. Um, I thought it was a goal. Um, so their whole reasoning for it was that they thought Marshawn played it with his, you know, he punched it in, which is not what happened. He was falling and, you know, his glove hit the ice. Puck goes off his glove and in. I think it's a good goal all day. Um, the officiating in this one wasn't the greatest, though. Um, there was some bogus calls that were made. Even the game in New Jersey, there was some, there was some bad calls as well. Um, so it wasn't really the uh, the the smoothest of games from if you're from the official standpoint. But um, yeah, just a, a strange, strangely officiated game. Um, I thought it was a good goal all day. I think a lot of people thought it was a good goal. Um, but. No, there we are. Uh, it ends up being a uh, a no a no a non goal, but then JVR, uh, but then Mason Lowry rather ties it up late, uh, gets his second career NHL goal. Uh, another huge goal for the kid. Um, love to see that from him, um, obviously, and um, just uh, a credit to him for for uh, you know being able to jump in on the offense and and get that goal again. Again against a. Uh, a really good uh, goaltender in Ilya Sorokin. Um, so you love to see that uh, that fight from uh, from Mason Lorai and um, good on him. You know, I, I I really do like him as a as, as a player. I think he's going to be a really good player in this league. Um, you know, maybe not yet full time, but for sure next year. You know, I think he's a shoe in to be on this Bruins team and and to be on this roster going forward. So, um, yeah, credit to Mason Lorai for for being able to jump in. Um, you know, and getting that uh, done offensively um, and tying up the game 4-4. Then you go into overtime, back and forth overtime period, um, you know, with each team trading chances. Linus Olmark was the number one star in this game for the Bruins. Um, 
I don't know how many saves. I mean, I think when I was listening to uh, Morning Brew uh, yesterday, um, you know, they were talking about, you know, on the Islanders game and, and uh, Raycroft, Raycroft mentioned um, he stopped 15 of 17 high danger chances in this game against the Islanders. That is unbelievable. Um, the fact that he was able to to stop, um, you know, that many high danger chances. I mean, I don't know how many stops where you, you look at it and you're like, how the fuck did this guy stop this puck? I mean, he made a toe save. Pat, you know, flashing the pads, flashing the gloves, the block, no matter. I mean, he, he saved everything that it almost felt like, you know, all these chances that came his way, he was able to stop them. They were able to get four past him, but it could have been five, six, seven goals past if it wasn't for him in net. I mean, um, unbelievable play. Probably one of the greatest goaltending performances I've seen, even though the goaltender gave up four goals. Um it was unbelievable. I mean, it, it felt like save after save after save. And I mean, these weren't just routine saves. I mean, a lot of these were just unbelievable, sprawling saves, desperation saves, um, where you have to extend the pad or extend the glove or the blocker, no matter what it was. I mean, it just felt like he was just on the money constantly. And, you know, he made save after save after save. And it, uh, a huge, huge credit to Linus Olmark in this one. Um, for going out there and playing the way he did, it was unbelievable. So huge credit to Allmark um, and what he was able to do today. Uh, today, uh, what he was able to do against the Islanders. Um, you know, huge marks to him, huge ups to him. Um, in this one, he kept the Bruins in it for sure. He was absolutely unbelievable. And 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 you heard Allmark. At, and you I mean you heard Montgomery after the game. This, it was all him. This win was all him. He is the first second, third, fourth, fifth star of the game. He was absolutely unbelievable. And there's there's no other way to say it. He was he was great in this one for the Bruins. Um then it goes into a shootout and the Bruins had a couple of unbelievable shootout goals in this one. Starting with Charlie Coyle, who just I mean for 39% career shootout percentage is unbelievable. Charlie Coyle might be the best shootout player that we have. Um, just the way he was able to to rip one top corner against Sorokin and just made it look so effortless that it was like, Jesus Christ, this guy. It was unbelievable. It was a, you know, you think about Charlie, Charlie Coyle, he's almost automatic. He's almost automatic on the... Um, in the shootout at this point. So credit to him, Mr. Shootout, Charlie Coyle. Uh, Holmstrom uh, gets one after, and then who else but David Pasternak with a chance, with a game on his stick to end it, just shoots the absolutely most disrespectful shot on Ilya Sorokin. Again, a top five goalie in the world. Ilya Sorokin just gets in the, I mean, Pasta just comes in, just an effortless shot with the puck on his stick just rips it right past the glove. I mean, it was, I mean, when you say effortless, it was effortless. It felt like he just had nothing. It felt like he put almost nothing on the shot, but everything all at the same time. Um, he's done it. He's done it before against uh, Billy Husso uh, with the Red Wings. And uh, he did it again uh, on, on Friday night against uh, another really good goalie in Ilya Sorokin. Um, 
he's a guy that I mean, I feel like if you're a goalie in the shootout, you know he probably is going to go to that shot, but it's so he puts it in he shoots it in such a way that it's almost unpredictable. Like he freezes the goalie and then just lets the shot rip and boom, it's in the back of the net. I mean, if you're a goalie, you almost know it's coming, but you know that there's nothing really that you can do about it, which is crazy and scary to think that if you're a goalie, like no matter how much tape you watch on this guy and no matter what you do, there's really no way of stopping uh, pasta when he, when he's, when he does it. I mean, it's, you, there's no way, there's no way. So, um, yeah, just an unbelievable goal again by him. You love to see, um, you know, him make those stops and, um, yeah, credit to credit to him. He was, he was unbelievable in this one. So, um, pasta wins it for the Bruins, uh, Bruins get the big win. Um, although not pretty at times they get the win, um, and that's their uh, 19th win of the season, 19-5 and 4 um, at that point. Um, and then comes Saturday night. Now, Saturday night was a special night for the Bruins, honoring the lunch pail uh, era uh, you know, of the, of the Bruins organization. Um, one thing I will say, it was great to see. Um, you had guys like... Um, you had guys like, uh, you know, Ray Bork in the, uh, in the arena... Um, you had uh, Stan Jonathan, you had uh, who else? Terry O'Reilly, um, you name it. You had all those guys um, from that lunch pail era. And then comes out Norman Levier, who brought the crowd down. Absolutely must have been a uh, very emotional pregame ceremony with him coming out and with Ray Bork, just like he did um you know back in the day um you know after he suffered um you know a tragic um aneurysm that ended his career um prematurely so um you know i, I think him coming out was unbelievable and, and getting up from the wheelchair and, and dropping the ceremonial first puck i mean i can't imagine what the emotions were in the crowd but i can i, I do know that they were that there were the, the emotions were pumping the juices were flowing and um you know everybody was uh I'm sure a little teary-eyed at that because um, it was a really, really special night, um, you know, in the TD Garden, especially with him out there and um, just that whole bunch. I mean, they look like they have unbelievable stories to tell. Um, maybe not made for TV, but uh, but nonetheless, I mean, they look like a, a really fun bunch and they were really, um, you know, cemented that big, bad Bruins mentality and, and, and that winning culture. Um, and they did a lot for this Bruins organization. Those guys, they made, um, you know, the, the Bruins name, what it is today for sure. And, um, but I, I will have to give credit to the Bruins um, with, as far as, um, you know, handling these pregame, these eras nights and uh, these pregame ceremonies, they have absolutely hit it out of the park with everything. Um, you know, it's been unbelievable. I feel like everyone they do has been really special um, you know, in their own way. And, um, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to the Bruins and, and and what they've done with these nights and what they've done with the centennial season thus far, because it has been unbelievable. I mean, you can't say enough good things about what they've been able to do. So um, I'm hoping to maybe go to an era's night at some point this year, but um, we'll see. Um, it'd be nice to, um, you know, but we'll see. Um, 
but uh, it, it's got to be an unbelievable, um, you know, experience to go and and, and see that. So, um, yeah, that it must be, must be unbelievable, um, absolutely. So, um, one, uh, so yeah, get into the game. Um, another one, another tight one, a good goaltending battle between Jeremy Swayman and and, um, and Elias Sorokin. Um, you know, two goalies that are um, you know very very good. Um, you know, they don't give up much. Um, you know, Shesterkin struggled a little bit um this season, but um he's been unbelievable so far. Um, you know, he he's been unbelievable um, you know, in his so far in his in his uh, young career. Um so this one was scoreless after one. Uh Trent Frederick opens up the uh, opens up the scoring in the second period. Um only a few a couple minutes in. Uh, he opens up the scoring and, um, you know, the Bruins go up one, nothing. Then in the third period, um, midway through the third, uh, the Rangers, um, tied up Vinny Trocek one, one, uh, this one goes into overtime. Trocek, uh, buries it past Swayman, um, to put the Bruins, uh, to, to put the Bruins down to one and, uh, win the game for the Rangers, um, you know, a, uh, a a tough loss on a on a really cool, fun, special night. But um, listen, the Rangers are a good team. Um, you know, they seem to be kind of finding their stride a little bit now. Uh, Shesterkin played a hell of a game, as did Swayman. I believe Swayman made thirty three saves in this one. Um, the Bruins' power play wasn't the greatest. Um, you know, uh, I believe they went zero for one or for two in this one. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, um, it was a, a tough loss against the Rangers, but a um, you know a, another a tight one like New Jersey on Wednesday night. Um, they had the same experience in this one, so um, yeah, Trent Frederick, you gotta love what he's been doing this year. I think he's uh, kind of picked up where he's left off. He's he's been really good, and I feel like he scores a lot on these errors nights. I don't know why, but he had a couple. He had that two goal game against Montreal a few weeks back. Has another goal in this one. Um, you know, he scores a lot of big goals in these errors nights. So I feel like if the Bruins just uh, continue with these errors nights all year, I mean, Frederick might be a 50-goal guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, you got to love what Frederick's done. Again, he's been really good this year. He's picked up um, pretty much right where he's left off. And, um, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to a guy like him and what he's been able to do, um, you know, so far this year. So uh, big, big shout-out to uh, Trent Frederick for that. Um, and then also, um, I think you got to give a lot of credit to, um, um, you know, what, what Jeremy Swayman again, um, with what he was able to do, making 33 saves, um, playing really, really well, making a lot of big stops, uh, against a good Rangers team. That's got a lot of offensive, uh, firepower, um, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, to hold them to the two goals and, and what he did and, and making 33 saves against them. That's, um, you know, that's huge, uh, for sure. Um, so Bruins go down two one in this one. Um, again, they will now play on Tuesday night. Um, tonight as you're listening against Minnesota, um, hope to be in the building for that one, um, going up with the boys. So, uh, should be a fun one for sure. Um, always a good one against, uh, Pat Maroon when he's in the building. So the juices will be flowing for that. Um, mm-hmm. and not only him, but, uh, you know, Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Zuccarello, you know, there's some really good players on that one. Mark Andre, Mark Andre Fleury, um, I think we'll be getting the start as well. So always good to see Flower in the building. Um, you know, the only time, probably the last time he'll be in Boston, 
um, playing a game. So um, always fun, always, you know, good to see, um, you know, him in the building and, and, and get back in, in uh, you know, at the, at the garden. So, um, yeah, uh, so the Bruins uh, go down in uh, against the Rangers. They will now play uh, tonight again against the Minnesota Wild. Um, some big news is Pavel Zaka and um, Jeremy Swayman, I'm sorry, Pavel Zaka and Charlie McAvoy will be back in the lineup on Tuesday. They were practicing on Monday, so they're back. Um, you know, they're back on Tuesday against Minnesota. So good to uh, good to have them back. Uh, uh, you know, for sure. And, um, you know, they'll be back in the lineup on Tuesday. And then Matt Patra has just been um, – so he'll be scheduled to go down to World Juniors. The Bruins are releasing him um, to the Canadian uh, World Junior roster, and he will be back. Don Sweeney stressed that he will be back in a Bruins uniform at the conclusion of the World Junior Tournament. Um, I like it for Matt Potra. You know, I think um, it'll be a good confidence boost to get back to uh, World Juniors, play, represent your country. Um, you know, that's something that um, obviously every, you know, every player wants to be able to do and wants the opportunity to do, um, especially in World Juniors. That's such a huge tournament for these, uh, you know, younger uh, players. And um, it's the last time that you have the opportunity to play. So um I think it's uh it's it's cool for him to be able to go down there and and do that and um also um you know just be able to um you know also just be able to really um yeah, you know go out there and showcase his talent maybe get some some added confidence back I know he's kind of slowed down a little bit even though he did pick up a good assist on that Frederick goal on Saturday um, you know, it, I think it'll be a nice little confidence booster for him to get back, um, you know, playing, um, you know, with his, uh, you know, with a lot of his, uh, teammates, I'm sure. And, uh, guys that he's played with in junior. So, um, it'll be nice for him to get back and, and do that. Um, but then, uh, yeah. I, I, so, uh, I'm, you know, uh, obviously being a Bruins fan, you'd like to see him stay, but, um, you know, him going to the world juniors, I don't think will, uh, will hurt, um, at all so um good luck to him obviously not against the united uh, against the u.s but good luck to matt patra um you know hoping to see him back in a um you know in a uh, bruins jersey soon so um you know after the uh the world juniors so that about wraps up this show uh episode 11 uh we'll be back next week with a uh with another episode so bruins still atop the atlantic at 19-5-5, and five, 29 games into the season, 43 points. Uh, Pavel Zaka and McAvoy will be back tonight, so that's always good news. Uh, Matt Patra off to the World Juniors. Um, you know, vibes are uh, hopefully looking good. Let's uh, let's get a couple of big – let's get some big wins here this week, and uh, let's get it going, boys. Go Bees, baby. Go Bees.